Hello, hello. Welcome back to the OK Vibes podcast. Tis I, your host, Justine Monique, back to get into a blog from the OK Vibes blog located at okvibes.wordpress.com. And I hope you enjoyed this week's little intro because it was just a little something something I made and I dropped on SoundCloud on Saturday, January 13th called Drake Said My Name. (laughs) And it is probably going to be pretty obvious to what the inspiration is. And if you don't know, if you're not a Drake fan, if you haven't listened to For All the Dogs, even the Scary Hours edition, because the song's on there too, he did a song with J. Cole called First Person Shooter. And on that particular song, I actually had my name mentioned, not me personally. I don't know Drake. I mean, that'd be fucking cool if I did know Drake, but I don't. Um, But there's a part in the song where he lists these names and, you know, they rhyme with Ian, essentially. And of course, Justine was the third name in that roster that he named. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I think this is the first time my name's ever been said on a song and it was said by Drake. Oh my God. <laughs> and y'all should already know by now, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, that I am a fan of Drake. I even did an episode titled Drake's Lips, where I talk about how much I like Drake's lips, obviously, and some discrepancies I've had with Drake in the past. So go back and check out that episode if you like. However, I did want to also share that track with you because I haven't made any type of music in a while, um, aside from making the theme song for this podcast. And I just, you know, I just got the itch to do it. I was like, I feel like I got to preserve this moment in some way. I have to somehow use this audio clip of Drake saying my name and put it on my own little song. So that's what the fuck I did, y'all. And I put it on my SoundCloud under my username AfroBanger, A-F-R-O-B-A-N-G-E-R. And if you haven't heard this episode, um, the episode I did in regards to me, making my first little mixtape that is also on SoundCloud. Go back and listen to it. Go back and listen to that episode, which is titled Death of the Mixtape, where I talk about and even critique my own music and the struggles and everything that I went through making that mixtape and whatnot. So check it out, check it out, check it out. And again, check out the SoundCloud Afro Banger. It's free. I'm not selling this at all. I don't, I wouldn't even attempt to sell this to be honest with you. It is just, it was just something I did damn near spur of the moment for fun. I had the idea in my head after hearing the song and I was like, I got to do something. And so I did. So go and enjoy it. It is called Drake Said My Name. You can't fucking miss it. (laughs) I don't think you can miss it. So anyhow, 
let's get into this week's blog post titled Book It, published on the OK Vibes website on January 16th, 2023. Book It. Reading 20 books is my reading goal for 2023. Last year, I read a total of 12 books, which exceeded my goal of 11. I read zero in 2021, only one in 2020, and 16 in 2019. Due to being in a romantic dumpster fire with a non-book reading partner, I unintentionally took a reading hiatus from 2020 through 2021. Never again will I allow myself to be thrown off of a simple lifelong joy by another. As a kid, I enjoyed reading books, something I forgot to mention in a recent post. The Goosebumps series was all the rage when I was a 90s kid. When I saw an image of Slappy the Dummy, which scared the shit out of me, I left the series alone. I've always been fearful of anything I perceive as a creepy doll. Sneakily watching all the child's play movies didn't help. I always had nightmares afterward. When I was a teen, I discovered R.L. Stein wrote horror slash thrillers for teens. Two I read were titled The Girlfriend and The Boyfriend. They gave me the creeps, but I enjoyed reading them both. In elementary school, I was prompted to read a lot thanks to the public school-driven Pizza Hut Book It program that encouraged kids to earn free personal pan Pizza Hut pizzas based on the number of books they each read. Whenever you met your reading goal, your primary school teacher would give you a voucher for a free pizza. I haven't heard of the program since, and my kids didn't have the opportunity to participate in it, so I'm assuming it's obsolete or had been revamped a long time ago. I appreciate the program and wonder if I would have ever discovered the awesomeness of books without it. Plus, it's genius to use pizza as an incentive for children. What kid doesn't like pizza? My adult reading incentive is having a relaxing and stimulating activity that's little to no cost to enjoy. Thanks to having a library card and utilizing the Amazon No Rush Rewards program. It's a nice way to entertain myself before bedtime while escaping the throes of text and social media. I usually read using an old model Kindle Paperwhite, which is a screen device, but I don't count that as screen time. Screen time for me consists of low-level activities like watching silly-ass cat videos on Instagram and tweeting an infamous gif from the movie Showgirls. I've been getting into audiobooks, so now I'm wondering if I should up my reading goal. I consume audiobooks faster than textual books since it's easier for me to access them throughout the day. I can listen while commuting to and from work, during a cleaning sesh, and in the process of building a new home lot on The Sims 4. But... Is it really reading when you're listening to a book? It hits differently, which is why I used to avoid audiobooks as much as possible. Then I listened to Forgiveness by Cheeky's Rivera, my final read of 2022, and decided I had been missing out on the audiobook world and should embrace it more. Perhaps it doesn't matter how one consumes a book as long as you're actually into it. I'll always be into reading, and I'm thankful for this continued interest. Books brighten up my life. Hashtag read or die. So y'all may be wondering how many books did I actually end up reading this year? And I will let you know per this blog post that I posted on November 20th, 2023 titled Slang My 2023 Reading Challenge. Let's get into it. 
slaying my 2023 reading challenge. I'm currently on my 26th book this year. I set my 2023 reading goal that I've been tracking on Goodreads for 20 books this year. Eight of these books are audio types. I thought I'd only end up reading or listening to 18 since I was taking forever to finish reading I Am Matahari, which had me yawning at certain points. To make up for my self-perceived delay, I read a bunch of short stories. Now I'm on a roll and may end up banking 30 books total this year. My to-read list is massive and ever-growing, so I'm thinking I should seek out reading more of what's on the list as opposed to gobbling up new ones. So many books, so little time. Either way, I'm thankful for my love of reading. Cheers to books! So, considering that was in November, I did hustle my ass a little more with the reading, and I had a grand total of 29 read books for last year, 2023. Let's go. Give me a round of fucking applause. Why, thank you kindly. I have been bowing in my chair. <laughs> Anyhow, yes, I didn't hit 30, but still 29. Come on now. I'm a reading beast, okay? Don't play with me. So, of course, you may be wondering if you don't follow me or know me that well about what is it I actually like to read. What the hell did I read in 2023? Because, damn, 29 books? I sure as hell hope they were all good is what you could be thinking. And, well, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They were a couple that I was like, what the fuck? Am I reading? Should I stop reading this shit? And let me tell you, it's very difficult for me to just say, fuck this book. I'm not going to read it anymore. Even if that shit is just not hitting, because there are times where, like a movie as well, it could always pick up at some point. Maybe when the climax happens, the shit will get better. But man, you know, and then there's certain people, uh, certain authors, if I'm not totally familiar with their writing style, I may not like the writing style. So then it makes it a little more difficult to get through the book. So, you know, it just really depends. However, let's just go ahead on through these 29 books and uh, see if I would recommend them to you or not. All right. So number one is actually an Audible original that I first listened to on, I think, Spotify or Amazon Music. And this one is called Hit Job featuring Kiki Palmer and shit. What's that man's name? Pete, um, Pete Davison. <laughs> Oh, I was blanking on his name so I was thinking of other Pete's. So yes, Pete Davidson and Kiki Palmer star in this. There's some other folks too, but they're the main ones in Hit Job. So that was a nice one to listen to. I listened to that in my car mostly. I couldn't get enough of it. It was just non-fucking-stop action, hilarity. I really enjoyed the chemistry between Pete Davidson and Kiki Palmer's characters in that. So essentially, without, of course, giving anything away, because I don't want to spoil anything, so don't worry, no spoilers, guys, in this episode, I promise. Because, again, if, if it's a good book, I say go fucking read it. Um, there's one I might kind of spoil, just because I don't want y'all to waste your time with it, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> the point is... Hit job, I recommend if you're into horror, uh, action, and comedy. So, yes, go go listen to that. I don't know how many hours it was in total list to, but again, it, it's exciting. It's a thrill fucking ride type of situation, So, and I highly recommend it. Okay, so the second book I read last year is Finding Me by Viola Davis, and I actually read that one. I didn't listen to it. 
And damn, y'all, that's a heavy book because Queen Viola has been through some shit. But clearly, you know, she's gotten through it. She's made her fucking way. And after I read this book, I went and watched that interview she did with Oprah that's on Netflix, which I don't remember the title of it. But I highly recommend if you do end up reading this book to go and watch that interview with Oprah that she has. And, uh, you know, I'd like a good memoir, a good biography, um, preferably an autobiography, because I would much rather the person who is telling their story actually tell their story, (laughs) you know, not someone else um, speculating and shit. Unless it's authorized by that person who is the point of interest in that biography. But yes, this one was, again, there's heavy moments in it, but there's also some joyful moments as well. And it really made me have a whole lot more respect for Queen Viola Davis. All right. So the third book I read, which prompted me to get my decluttering on, which I recently talked about in in my episode called uh, Tackling Two Decades of Clutter. I think that's what it's called. Y'all go back and listen to it where I do give praise to Marie Kondo because I did listen to the audiobook version of her book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And I do recommend that if you are interested in trying to get better organized, what first step to take to start getting your life more in order. Because here's the thing. Yes, a lot of this deals with physically decluttering and tidying up. But in the process of doing the physical practice of it, it should start sparking something, hopefully joy, (laughs) but seriously on the inside, sparking you to think about decluttering internal shit you got going on in there. So it helped me to get through all of that. So I highly recommend that book. And I am somebody who does like to be organized. So hell yeah, it, it spoke to me. And I do, I will say, you know, there were some things mentioned there, some suggestions where I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that or if I can afford to do some of these things or I want to spend that much money on organization tools and shit. But so I say read it and just take from it what you will and keep going. You know what I'm saying? I, I do feel like it's quite helpful. I mean, there's a reason why. Marie Kondo became so popular. All right, so the third book I had read last year, uh, actually, sorry, I didn't read that when I listened to it as well. <laughs> the audiobook version of Becoming by First Lady Michelle Obama. Yes, oh my gosh. And I know, I know, probably like, oh, she's like a former first lady. Fuck y'all, she always gonna be the first first lady in my heart, okay? <laughs> she always will, okay? That was pretty fucking cool because, of course, talked about her life, where she came from. Because that's the thing, it's like, you know, you get the kind of a Cliff Notes version before this about um, Miss Obama, Mrs. Obama, put respect on her name, my bad, <laughs> about Mrs. Obama's life, you know? Like, I, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, she grew up here in Chicago and all these other things, but, you know, not knowing the day-to-days and really what she went through with her parents, like, I didn't know all that, which, again, don't want to spoil too much, um, but... You know, her dad was very ill for a while. So I was like, damn, I didn't know she was, you know, living, you know, in that household where you had somebody who was um, struggling like that. And then, of course, everything she went through with um, President Barack, put respect on his name, President Barack Obama, you know, how it was for her being a mother and then him running, which I know she's talked about her feelings about him getting into politics and different interviews. But again, it was nice to hear her actually read this book and give her own words and her own account of life. All right, so I next got into a series of books by Mindy Kaling. Um, They are Amazon original short stories, and I love myself some Mindy Kaling. Mm, 
that woman is fine. <laughs> It's fine. Even though I'm not going to lie, y'all, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if maybe she's spoken on it and I just missed it. But I don't like, I don't like skinny Mindy. 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 <laughs> skinny Mindy. Um, I see she's lost a lot of weight recently. And, you know, kind of like, what the fuck? You know, I wonder, does she go get on that Ozempic train or what? Does she jump on that thing? I just liked her thick. You know, I liked the thicker Mindy. And I don't think anything's changed with her personality, per se. It's just, you know, her physical appearance. That's one of the things I loved is that she wasn't this stick-thin little Hollywood um, archetype situation. And it looks like she got on the bandwagon with the maybe. I said it looks like. I don't know. <laughs> I'm speculating in my mind she went and got herself some damn Ozempic because homegirl dropped that weight, like, overnight, okay? It was not a uh, slow... Uh, decline of the weight but anyway not to keep going on about that so the series she had um oh gosh there's a fucking name for it for the overall series but i don't remember uh the, but the different stories that are included in it is kind of hindu please like me but keep away help is on the way searching for coach taylor once upon a time in silver lake and big shot and I enjoyed reading all of those because, you know, I mean, not that Mindy has never been vulnerable. I mean, I've read her other books as well. Truly enjoyed. She's one of my favorite authors. Always look forward to reading her content and even watch some of her shows. You know, the shows she produces like Never Have I Ever. Oh, my gosh, I love that show. <laughs> I was like, damn, we could have got a couple more seasons out of this, man. But anyway, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> the point is, I enjoyed these books because I got to know a little more about Mindy. You know, she was vulnerable yet hilarious as she naturally is. And I, she's a pretty damn good storyteller. So if you're looking for some short stories, there you go. You know, it's a collection of short stories and Amazon, I believe they sell it all in one. So they're all meshed together where you can get them all together, but then you can also get them separately. So I ended up getting them all separately. Um, so yeah, I mean, you could do that too. Pace yourself if you decide you want to travel down that road with uh, getting into some of Mindy's stuff. So the other book I got into, uh, the audio version of... Life After Death by Sister Soldier. Now, uh, if y'all aren't familiar with Sister Soldier, uh, I think she's been a longtime activist, and she also is the author of The Coldest Winter Ever, which I read some years ago. Y'all, The Coldest Winter Ever. You have to read that fucking book if you haven't. If you're looking for some thrills, some kills, some shit, and just you know some adventure you know a little bit of darkness thrown in there that's that's a good one it, it pretty much is one of those um cautionary tales that book uh quite fucking good quite fucking good and i'm really shocked they haven't made a movie of it uh maybe there's been issues with the rights or something but uh, they need to make that fucking uh screenplay of that thing but anyway so this is the long-awaited, anticipated sequel. And I say long-awaited, anticipated because the first book was written, gosh, probably a couple decades ago, if I'm not mistaken. So this is like the longest fucking <laughs> release of a sequel, damn near, for a book. Well, maybe not because um, what's her name there? Harper Lee came out way years way later with um, the sequel to, the, to Kill a Mockingbird. But anyway... So I listened to the audiobook version of this, and I will say this. <laughs> I'm just going to say this. I was disappointed in the book um, because mainly it seems like it clearly had an agenda. And the agenda essentially was 
everybody probably should practice Islam. Uh, everybody should become a Muslim. That is what I interpreted as the overall message of the book. And it was, you know, very obvious. I mean, yes, we still had that character of Winter Santiago and we were dealing with, um, you know, the shit she was dealing with. But, you know, it was very clear, you know, so there's a lot of religious references and things like that in the book. And, I, you know, it just wasn't what I was expecting it to be. Um, mainly the part about just all the time in the underworld, uh, that, you know, in that world, uh, I was like, okay, I mean, I get the point and see what's happening here, but I would have much preferred to have us more be with winter, like for the sequel to start off with winter, as soon as she got released from prison or maybe like a day before she got out or something and then see what her life was like during that period maybe for like that five years or something i don't know it was kind of <sighs> that's all i can say it wasn't a bad book it just isn't what i was expecting uh but yeah so i would say that depending on what you do all right so the next book i listened to this as well <laughs> audiobook the five love languages by gary chapman uh, many years ago, this chick I went on one date with, <laughs> yeah, clearly it didn't go as well because it only was one date, uh, put me on to this. I think in our chats before we actually went on a date, she had mentioned this book to me. She's like, oh, do you know about the five love languages? I'm like, no, I don't. So I looked into it. I was like, oh, cool. Okay, I'm going to add this to my read list and get to it. And I highly fucking recommend this book. I enjoyed it. I got a lot out of it. I learned a lot. It was nicely paced. And it's read by the author, and I enjoy his uh, dialect very much. It's got that little kind of Southern twang thing going on there, which I do enjoy a Southern accent, <laughs> even though I don't enjoy a lot of Southern culture, but that's a whole other different podcast. <laughs> okay, we're not going to get into that. But I enjoyed the book. It's very informative, and it allowed me to use it as a tool for myself to start applying it to the people I love in my life, to learn their love languages and be very aware of my own. Okay, so the next book I listened to was Will by Will Smith. Oh my gosh, definitely one of my faves for sure that I got to hear in audiobook form last year. It was so fucking cool listening to Will Smith tell his story. I really appreciated the audio segments with the music that he included because it really made me feel there and it just got me all hyped up and everything and just him talking about his relationship with DJ Jazzy Jeff, the relationship with his um, siblings and parents and you know, him getting with Jada later on, the children, and just him himself just really expressing himself and the struggles he went through and being transparent about that. So I truly appreciate it. And he is also another pretty decent storyteller. And I like the sound of Will's voice too, so I can listen to him talk like all day. <laughs> all right, so the other book is Unstoppable by Cheeky's Rivera. And I did actually read this book, y'all. I didn't listen to this one. I read it. I was tempted to go get the audio book, but I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just go ahead on and read it. And let me tell you something about Cheeky's. She is a badass bitch. I enjoy her so much. She's gorgeous. She's been through a lot of shit. And I just appreciate the fact that she's vulnerable and she's she doesn't shy away from shit she's been through because I'm sure she just wants to help other people. And I'm sure it's very liberating to talk about things such as trigger warning, trigger warning, uh, being sexually abused, and then also being with some, you know, being married to somebody who, you know, was abusive as well, and just all the drama with her family and everything, and the shit with her mom, which I'll tell anybody, if you're going to read this book, which I highly recommend you do, 
And I hope Cheekies puts out another book because surely she has more to talk about. But we'll see. Maybe she'll wait until she's a little more up there. She's, what, a year younger than me? So I'm like, yeah, girl. Our birthdays are like a day apart. So I'm like, yeah, Cancer Gang Gang, let's go. (laughs) So maybe that's why I feel like I kind of click with Cheekies. Like if I met her, we would really hit it the fuck off, you know? Um, But I would definitely say read Forgiveness first before you read Unstoppable because part of it is it's very crucial, that book, before reading Unstoppable, even though she touches on some things that she spoke on in Forgiveness, but I, I just I just totally feel like you got to read Forgiveness before you get into Unstoppable, because essentially to me, it's like a sequel. Okay, so moving along to another book I read, which I mentioned in my blog post that I was dragging ass on because it was boring me, I Am Matahari. And I can't remember who the author of this is, but anything I want to forget, because I never want to read anything they read, they fucking write again, not read again, but write again. Because this book, ah, it was like in the beginning, it was getting me. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm right. And then there were other points where it just got fucking boring, you know? And it's not that, you know, a book's got to be super exciting the whole time, but you can't build me up just to let me down. And then you give me details I really don't give a fuck about. Like, I don't like reading books that are overly detailed. If you get what I'm saying, where everything is just described too fucking much. For instance, here's an example of what I mean. She sat down in her velvet green chair, plush to the touch, to her thigh of porcelain, which tingled with anticipation, and she cloaked herself in her raven black cape, her hair cascading down, shining, brimming, letting the sun hit like diamonds. I can't deal with that shit, okay? <laughs> like, if it's not really adding to the fucking story, I'm like, this, you just, this is just fucking filler text for me. So you can add on to your page count for the fucking book. Like that kind of shit, it just drives me up the wall. I don't like all that overly descriptive stuff. And there was another book that did somewhat of the same thing, but we gonna get to that later. So yeah, that was one of my things with this book was I uh, just, uh, and then the little kind of parts weren't very clear. Uh, I just, you know, and I, the fact that it was written more as like, to me, like in a fictional account style, instead of it being like an actual biography, because essentially that's what it's supposed to be, the story of Matahari. Um, you know, I was kind of disappointed in that as well. It was it was weird to me. Uh, it's a little, eh. So like I said, there were parts where I was just kind of dragging. So I'm like, oh my gosh, but I want to finish. I want to know what really happens. And, you know, like how did her story end? So yeah, I don't recommend that one. All right, the next one I totally fucking recommend is by Samantha Irby. And it's titled New Year, St. Trash, Resolutions I Absolutely Did Not Keep. (laughs) And that one is a short story. Oh, my gosh. It had me fucking laughing. This is the first um, product or um, work I've ever read by Samantha Irby. And I'm like, yes, I should have been reading her shit. (laughs) You know, like I like the I like her style. I like her honesty, how fucking blunt she is. She's like, listen, this is what I didn't fucking do. This, this is where I failed at. This is where I succeeded at. I'm just going to keep it real with myself and you, readers. So I highly recommend that one if you're looking for some laughter and a little insight for your own self. Okay, so the other book I read, which was of the time because it was during the winter holiday season, and that is I Choose Darkness by Jenny Lawson. And that one is a holiday essay, so it's a short story. I like Jenny Lawson. I've read a couple of her books before and I'm like, hell yes, I'm going to read this. (laughs) I got to read this. And it was hilarious. Again, if you know anything about Jenny Lawson, she is quite the character and she's very um, open about her struggle with depression. 
you know, things that she, other things that she struggles with, just being a parent and a partner. And I, I just enjoy this. So essentially, she was talking about, you know, as a child celebrating holidays and why she's more into, you know, the dark side of things as opposed to the more light and fluffy shit when it comes to the winter holidays. So I truly enjoyed that one. I liked it a lot. Okay, so another book I read, which was a short story by Margaret Atwood, is titled My Evil Mother. That was a good short story. It was also an Amazon original story as well. I liked it. I liked the pacing of it. It took me on a little ride. And even though you might anticipate, okay, there's going to be like this huge total reveal of this situation because I don't want to give away the plot and stuff for y'all. Um, it's still satisfying. It's quite a satisfying read. Um, I will say essentially it's about this girl who's raised by a single mom back in the what, 50s or something, 60s. And, you know, how her mom was... Uh, let's say persnickety she's peculiar <laughs> and it was well noted uh, and then even a part about her dad that wasn't around you know tapping into that side of things so I, I do recommend that one all right so another book I read that was also a short story another Amazon original is by Jessica Simpson titled movie star they always say they're single. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. I never read anything by Jessica Simpson, but I've always thought she was such a fucking character. So I was excited for this and I got into it. It got me into it. And of course, you can look at it as it's kind of a little bit of a tell all, except she's not naming any names, but she naming names. You know what I'm saying? Like she's giving descriptions about these fuckers she was dealing with in this book. So I recommend that if you like a little juicy little Hollywood story. Okay, so the next book is Quiet by Susan Kane, and I listened to the audiobook version of that. It is very informative. It can get to me a little dry, somewhat redundant at certain parts, but for someone who is an introvert or interested in what makes introverts tick, I highly recommend reading this book, listening to it. Go give it a shot. All right. So the next book for spooky season, you know, because I had to get on my spooky season shit. Y'all know I enjoy it is Best of Luck by Jason Mott. That was an Amazon original story. And I read that while I was on my vacation in New Mexico. Albuquerque specifically is when I read this book. And this one. Oh, yeah, baby. It's a little scary. <laughs> it's a little sp It is definitely a spooky girl. It's a spooky book. I said a spooky girl. I don't know why I'm putting a fucking gender on the book. But yes, if you're looking for you a little spooky short read, this is one. Uh, essentially, this one has to do with, uh, see, I don't want to say too much without giving it away. But basically, there's these two fucking allegedly best friends and one is going through some shit and the other one is just living the time of his fucking life. And then there's a reveal as to why. All right, so the other book, which is also one of these spooky Amazon original short stories, is Big Bad by Chandler Baker. So this one, y'all, is basically a werewolf story. Enough said. If you like some werewolves, go and read that one. I thought it was pretty cool. It was, it was cool. You know, I was a little surprised how it ended, but, you know, all right, that's all I'm going to say about it. Okay. <laughs> and the next one, another Amazon original little spooky joint is The Pram by Joe Hill. Now, out of those three spooky ones, I will say The Pram is my fucking favorite, partly because it just held you on. Like, it was one of those, I felt like I couldn't put it down. I had to know how this shit was going to end. <laughs> you know, like, oh my gosh, this is wild. What is going to happen fucking next? It was one of those. Um, 
I would also say it's like you knew something bad was coming along, so to speak, but you didn't know how that shit was going to manifest, how it was going to show up. So I highly recommend that if you're looking for a little twist and turn, a little scary shit, something with a little bit of gore in there, I would recommend reading The Pram. All right, so the next book is Tremendous, The Life of a Comedy Savage by Joey Coco Diaz. And this one happens to be a New York Times bestseller. I believe I've said it before on the podcast. I, many years ago, went to go see Joey Coco Diaz live performing comedy, and he fucking killed. He fucking killed. I love this guy. I was a longtime listener of um, his podcast that he had. Um, what the fuck was it called? What's Happening Now featuring Lee Syatt. Fantastic podcast. I would recommend go listen to that. It's probably like a thousand episodes of it. So pick and choose, I guess. But this one was essentially an autobiography by Joey himself telling his story, you know, struggle with cocaine, you know, how much he struggled after his mother died while he was young, you know, his comedy struggles and where he's at now being with his now wife and everything. So I highly recommend that if you're looking for some laughs and some raw shit, read that book and it does get a little dark. But again, it's a great read. And hell, how many of us haven't had some dark times? All right. So another book I read, I actually got the hard copy of this because it essentially is a novella, okay? It is, I would say, if you're very much into Afro Samurai and Samurai Champloo, um, what are those called, animes, <laughs> then you will enjoy Sister Samurai, okay? That book, it was pretty fucking fierce. It was a nice world-building situation. I enjoyed it. Lots of action, lots of fucking blood, and, you know, a little bit of chuckling at the time, too. I, I enjoyed it. It was a nice, fantastical situation. I recommend it. Um, now, the other book, <laughs> the one I was saying that I don't recommend this fucking book, is called Future Perfect, A Skeptic Search for an Honest Mystic by Victoria Lustafo. I think that's how you say it. I might be fucking it up. The point is... <laughs> I really didn't have a whole point yet. See, this is how I'm like, ah, about this fucking book already. I'm just like ready to tear it up. And I'm, I'm trying not to tear it up because as an author myself, I understand how hard it is to write, organize ideas, put out a whole book. I understand the process. However, what I don't like, what I don't fucking appreciate is when somebody right on the cover of their fucking book essentially alludes you to thinking this book is about one thing and then you start reading it you re hell you read the whole thing you're like this book was barely about this shit what the fuck and there was really no conclusion you know so here was my big issue with the book it was more a fucking uh it was like an a long ass opinion think piece you know, and yes, definitely more of a memoir than anything else. It really wasn't what I thought as far as it being like more of a guide or something and more informational. It was more um, emphasized on the author's feelings and shit they were going through before, after and during this quote unquote search. And yes, they like shared interviews and information of psychics with uh, psychics and mystic type people that they had and all that in there. But then there was just way too much personal stuff involved, in my opinion. And then and I and personal opinions as far as how they felt about the election outcome with Donald Trump and Hillary losing. And then it was all this other stuff, you know, and I'm like, OK, I understand you're going to have feelings about the world and whatnot. And, you know, you're going to, you know, I mean, naturally, we're all going to have some opinions about things. But I, it was just too many times in the book that it strayed away from the main topic. 
And then when certain things were discussed, I felt like it just didn't add to the point. It just didn't add to the overall picture that I assume I was getting into here. So this is why I don't recommend the book. I don't recommend it because it just it's, it's just seriously lacking based on the topic or the alleged topic. So anyway, enough talking shit about that book. <laughs> so the next book was uh, that I listened to. This was an audio book was Ali Wong's Dear Girls. Oh, my gosh. I love Ali Wong. I've watched all of her fucking Netflix specials. I even saw Always Be My Maybe. And I know y'all probably gonna be like, Justin, seriously, you haven't watched this yet? I haven't watched Beef yet. It is in my watch list. I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm gonna get to it, though. Y'all get off my fucking back. (laughs) I love Ali Wong. Fucking love her. And I was cracking the fuck up damn near the whole time listening to this book. Because essentially, this is also, you could say, a memoir autobiography. And I just appreciate her being so honest and open and just the raw-ass beautiful queen that she is. is an excellent fucking book. I highly recommend it. And then the next one I listened to after that is The Bedwetter by Sarah Silverman. Now, I know. You'd be like, wait a minute. Isn't that title longer? It is a longer title. The full title is The Bedwetter. Stories of Courage, Redemption, and Pee. And let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. That shit cracked me up too. I would say even just a little bit more than Ali Wong's only because Sarah includes this part. There's a chapter in her book where she is pretty much (laughs) reanimating herself to relay these voice messages, some of her favorite voice messages that her father has left her. And her dad is fucking hilarious on these answering machines. So that shit took me over the top. I think I had tears in my eyes. I was laughing so hard at that particular chapter. But again, like with Ali Wong, you know, she was raw. At the same time, hilarious, very fucking honest. So I highly recommend listening to that one because Sarah Silverman reads that herself. And um, Ali Wong reads her own book, too. Me, personally, I prefer if I'm going to listen to an audio book of somebody's memoir, biography, whatever that they please, please read it yourself, author, because, of course, it's going to come off the way it's supposed to come off in certain parts. Now, I know I'll probably have to make an exception for that to listen to Britney Spears' book because apparently Michelle Williams is reading that and I keep hearing how great it is and how she sounds like her or something, so I might make an exception and get over it for that, but (laughs) overall, I prefer for the author to read their own fucking memoirs. So anyway, moving along to the very last book, the 29th book that I read last year. Actually, technically, I listened to this one, too. It is Squirrel Seeks Chipmunk by David Sedaris. So David Sedaris read some of the stories and then there were a couple other folks um, that read stories in here as well. And I enjoyed this one. I did enjoy it. I do recommend it if you're looking for something that's, I don't know if I want to say offbeat, but perhaps that is the right term to use. If you're looking for something a little offbeat and you like animals, (laughs) because this essentially is like a grown-up animal story fucking time, okay? (laughs) These animals are talking about dating and, you know, just shit like that. So I would say listen to it. Listen to it. It is funny as fuck. Go for it. It's very entertaining. And you might be thinking, damn, Justine, some of the books on this list are old. (laughs) And yes, you are correct. I am not the person that is always ready to jump up and go get a new book that comes out. Why? Number one, I already have like a thousand books on my to read list that I really need to work through, seriously need to work through. Secondly, 
I really, and look, so you could call me cheap or whatever the fuck, frugal, whatever you want to say. I don't give a damn. But I am not just, I just don't feel okay with paying like $20 for a book that I'm probably only going to read once. The only time I'm comfortable doing that is if it's like a hardback signed copy or something like that. You know, me paying for a book because I don't keep a lot of books. I'd rather keep it as a reference or if it really is something I could see myself rereading again. So that's just where I am with it, which by the way, because this isn't on the list, but this made it for my first book that I finished in 2024, Refused a Second Date by Maya Williams. I requested a hard signed copy of that book. And let me tell y'all something. I thoroughly have enjoyed that book. It is a book of poetry. It is fucking tremendous. I think a lot of people who read it will relate to it because essentially it's about dating and the things that surround dating, offshoots from dating, all those experiences coming from a black queer woman's perspective. But any, a lot of people can relate to it. You don't have to be black and queer to enjoy the book or even multiracial as Maya Williams is. I fucking enjoy it. I highly recommend it. And that's something I could see myself rereading again. I even put a lot of little um, tabs on the ones that were my favorites that I'd like to go back and reread. So pick up that one too, y'all. She, I have to toot her honor a little bit, is a poet laureate from, I want to say, Portland. So pick it up, pick it up. I don't know if I'm saying the wrong place. I hope not. <laughs> but she is a poet laureate either way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, I got my fucking read on real good last year, y'all. Real good. And I hope that you like reading too and that my um, reads from last year inspired you to check out some of what I mentioned. And if you do read any of those books that I recommend, please reach out and talk about it. Let's fucking talk about the book together. I would love that. We could have our own little one-on-one book club or some shit, you know. (laughs) It could be fun. Who knows? But anyway, y'all, that is it and that is that. I would like to thank you so much if you shared the show, liking it, giving me feedback. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Woo woo. And if you haven't already, check me out on Amazon because I have my books and shit on there. Justine Monique. Y'all know the name. And if you're not following me already, check me out on Instagram and X at Justine Monique. J-U-S-T-I-N-E-M-O-N-I-K-U-E. And I will be back next week with a new episode Thursday 12 12 p.m. EST. Bye!